Amen. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. I am believing God for great things. Would you just take a moment with me and let's worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to experience your power and your greatness and your mercy in our life. I pray that you will speak life into our circumstances, speak hope into our situations right now. We're believing it together. We are trusting in your divine providence right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm so glad that you have tuned in today to the Sanctuary Church. I am just trusting and believing that the presence of God has already saturated your living room, your vehicle, and that today will be a transformation in your life and in your circumstance. Amen. Have you ever had a friend that really wasn't much of an encouragement to you at all? I know I have. I recall that no matter what I wanted to do, this friend of mine, he would always point out all of the bad that could happen. I mean, he would say, man, do you really want to date that person? Do you really want to take that job? Do you really want to spend all that time and money just to go to college? In fact, he never really provided much encouragement to me at all. Is there any surprise that today that if I need a word of faith or godly counsel, I typically don't ask for his opinion or his input? Well, I know we need some people to be real in our life. I mean, I get that. If anybody gets that, I get that. But I want someone around me who is trying to help me rather than squash my dreams today. I want to hear those words. Have you prayed about it? Have you sought the will of God for your life? Is God in the decision that you are about to make? Is God trying to direct your steps today? How is he speaking to you on this new adventure? Is he trying to direct your steps? What do you hear when you pray? There's a story of these two guys. They're riding on a tandem bike going up a steep hill. They were so tired and sweaty as they neared the top of that hill. The first guy said, man, that was such a tough climb. The second guy says, it certainly was. And if I hadn't kept the brake on, we would have slid down that hill backwards. Come on, somebody. Have you been pedaling with the brake on in your life, right? I turn to your neighbor and say, hey, I don't want to be pedaling with the brake on today. Can I encourage someone that there are times that we need to throw off certain things that hinder our forward motion? It could be a person. It could be persons. It could be a bad habit, a job, or perhaps a career path. It could be something secular that hinders the sacred part of our lives. 
as individuals and as a church family. We're committed to go higher in Jesus Christ. Amen. We're called to stop living trapped in the here and the now. We are called to elevate our eyes to heaven, to look toward the Lord, to trust in the Lord with all of our might. It's time to move forward with an elevated faith, with an elevated boldness today and power in Jesus Christ. I believe and I know without a doubt that God has done amazing things for us, but I'm here to tell somebody that God is not finished. Amen. Turn to your neighbor that's sitting beside you right now and tell him, hey, God is not finished today. Amen. Our strength, it comes from the Lord. I believe that the best is yet to come. To live the abundant life, we must elevate our eyes. We must lift our eyes to where our help comes from today. Our strength, it comes from the Lord and certainly not ourselves. Elevate our gaze from the here and the now and begin to praise the Lord for what he's about to do. Amen. I just want to take a praise break and thank God for all that he's about to do in every life, every heart, every circumstance, in every situation. Amen. 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 Today, we're going to discuss how we can elevate our thinking, how we can elevate faith and our behaviors to trust in the Lord and reach forward in faith because I believe it's time for us to receive his blessings in our lives. Amen. We're called to elevate our commitment to Jesus Christ, to lift him up in our eyes today so that others will be drawn to him. In our world, often, there are times in which we face difficulties along the journey called life. I mean, hey, anyone listening today, have you made the journey on I-35 all the way up to Dallas from the Austin area? Then, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about today. Making that drive, well, it probably caused you to spend a whole lot of time in prayer. I mean, there are work zones, road hazards, construction. It feels like that is all going on for 97% of the entire drive. So many things to delay, to deter us from that ultimate destination. Distractions and detours occur even in our spiritual lives today. Amen. The cares and concerns of life can block our path and obscure our ultimate destination. Scripture recorded how Demas had a love for this present world and he gave up following after Jesus Christ. He gave up following after the Lord and in the paths of those early apostles. The question is, will we allow our present day situations to cloud our view? of our Savior? Will we allow problems to get the best of our relationship and commitment to him? My prayer is that we will have a razor sharp focus for the things of God and not allow setbacks or life events to halt our pursuit 
of Jesus Christ. Don't allow the doctor's diagnosis to stop your praise today. Don't allow fear of finances to arrest our generosity today. Don't allow the craziness of 2020, the life circumstances, to cause us to settle for second best. Today, we're called to choose Jesus Christ. We're called to follow after him. We're called to choose the right and immediately follow Jesus with, with great faith, with passionate faith. We're called to commit to him rather than settle for what we can accomplish in our own ability. During this wilderness time, it does not have to be a wasted year. Turn to someone and say, hey, during this wilderness time, it does not have to be a wasted year, but this can be the time. This can be the season in your life in which you grow deeper in the Lord. Here's what I want you to hear today. You won't grow deeper in the Lord when your gaze is fixed upon everything around you. You won't go deeper in the Lord until, everyone say, until, until you lift your eyes to the Lord. And so today I'd like to share a passage over you. This passage of scripture is a promise of God's hope and deliverance for our life. And it's instruction for what we must do when times get tough. And so in your Bible today, turning to Psalm 121 and verse 1, it reads this way. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. Amen. The Lord your keeper today. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. So today I'd like to preach about this thought. My help comes from the Lord. Amen. Why don't you say that with me? My help, it comes from the Lord today. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, hey, I want to let you know, brother, sister in Christ, that my help, it comes from the Lord. It comes from Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I believe God's going to do great things in our life as we elevate our eyes and fix our attention upon him. Is there anyone who's ever had their back against the wall with what seemed to be no way out? No, I mean like really, really, really like it just does not seem like you are going to make it. Some of you, well, you're thinking, man, you just described my current situation. The pressure is just too much. Everything is just too hard. Here's some hard truth for all of us right now. Most people don't realize how much they need God until they really need him. Am I right? <laughs> if that's you, can I tell you, hey, we're all in the same boat at times. For most of us, when things are good, it's really easy 
to rely on our own strength. But when the fire gets hot, when the furnace gets much more hotter than it was before, seven times hotter, when it gets hotter, we've got to remember that we serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful God, a Savior who will protect and defend us today. Amen. But if we still have fear and doubts in this crazy time of COVID, of confusion, of politics, of hatred, will the Lord be with us? Will the Lord carry us through. I'm here to declare today that you can boldly place your faith in Jesus Christ. You can boldly place your faith in the Lord today because God is with us and he has declared in his word that he will never forsake us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is our shield. God is our strength. He's a ever-present help in times of trouble. There are a host of testimonies of those who are listening right now to this sermon. You can share of the goodness of Jesus. Amen. Today, I testify of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me. Amen. We can lift our eyes today. Why? Because he is with us. We look to him and we place our trust in the Lord. Amen. Turn to someone and say, hey, it's time to place your trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. We can lift up our eyes today with faith because we know the source of our strength. We know the source of our strength. When difficulties arise, we may ask the question, how in the world did I get here? How in the world did I get to where I am right now? I never intended to be in this place. I never dreamed I would feel like this or find myself in this situation. Throughout scripture, we see examples, men of faith, women of faith, individuals who won mighty battles, many wonderful things occurring. The power of God moved mightily through their lives. Yet, not long after that moment or that battle or that thing that they overcame, they would find themselves in a place of fear, in a place of worry, for some, even a place of discouragement. Like, John the Baptist, for instance, who had the privilege of ushering in the ministry of Jesus Christ. It was from his prison cell just before his life was taken. He's full of questions. John was full of despair. There are people who are listening online right now. You have seen mountaintops. You have had these amazing mountaintop experiences with God. But today you're facing incredible challenges. You see, sometimes we place people on pedestals. We see them conquer great problems with confident faith. Marvel at their courage and boldness. So we become sure, man, these folks, they never get discouraged. They never get disheartened. Makes for a 
nice story when we talk about these heroes of faith. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. We see David and how he killed the giant Goliath. Moses delivering the people of Israel out of captivity. And as we tell their stories, these individuals, they become larger than life. But they weren't. They were human, like you, like me. So when we tell their stories, we must also talk about the source of their strength, the Lord God himself. Amen. God who is rich and mighty. God who is full of grace and glory today. When we focus on the person rather than their strength, we're really not telling the full story, right? The key to success in God is not our strength, but our reliance upon his strength. It's not our ability, but it's a reliance upon God. It's a reliance upon God's ability working through us. The key to success in God then is not our strength. It's his strength being made perfect in us. Do you find yourself weary in the battle today? discouraged, perhaps by problems or issues that are on your heart, overwhelmed by everything that you see and hear and read about. It's time for us to recognize the source of our strength, to run to the source of that strength today. I may feel weak and weary from time to time, but can I tell someone, my God, he is not weary. My God is not weak today. He is full of grace and power and greatness today. When we realize all we have is Jesus, we will realize that he is all that we need. When we realize all that we have is Jesus Christ, when we realize that, we can come to the realization that that, my brother, my sister, is all that you will ever need. Amen. God will empower you to overcome that mighty Red Sea. He will help you overcome your fiery furnace today. We must rest in the true source of our strength today. And that strength is found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We're called to also look to the problem solver and we're called not to look to our problems. Amen. We're called to look to the problem solver today and we're not called to look to our own problems. At some point in each person's life, we're going to encounter some major difficulties, major problems. And it's in those moments we figure out what is the stuff that we're made of. We've got to learn to trust the ultimate problem solver today. Amen. Turn to someone and say, hey, I want to begin to trust in the problem solver today. Type it in the comments below. I trust the problem solver. I will not resort to being, being fractured and settling to my problem state today. Amen. It's in these moments we must trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. In this life, you'll probably be forced to go through some unpleasant things. Some of us, let's face it, you're living it right now. Am I right? 
right now you're living in some pretty unpleasant things. And so we're called to elevate our gaze above the problems. Amen. We're called to look to the problem solver. I've heard it said that without a test, there is no testimony. Amen. Can I testify today that God is great? Why? Because I've had to endure some things. I've been tested in my faith. Amen. I believe there's some brothers and sisters and children, young people in Christ right now. You can understand. You can identify with this to understand this, that there is a testimony because of the test that you have endured and overcome. Think about that for a moment. Mountaintop experiences don't happen without first marching through some sort of valley. Everybody wants a miracle, but nobody ever wants to be in need of a miracle. We never tire of sharing our son's story, Jude's story, the miracle that God worked out on our behalf. While we were on staff at a church in Columbus, we were told that we could not have a child. I recall sitting in my pastor's office and just weeping, just, just heartbroken because of the loss, the feelings of hopelessness that I had. The leading fertility specialist at IU Medical told us that we had a better chance of receiving a miracle from God than anything medical science could do for us. A couple of years later, we moved to Austin. We were told the same thing by the doctors here. In fact, we experienced two terrible, tragic moments, devastating miscarriages. It was a very dark time as we were planting the church here in Cedar Park. We were broken, didn't know what to do. We prayed, we sought God, the will of God, the plan of God. And you know, there's so much more I could tell of this story. But just let me sum this up by sharing. When I thought, when we thought we couldn't have a child, we were blessed to see Jude's heartbeat on that screen, on that screen in that medical examining room. In fact, when we're pregnant, the doctor asked, hey, have you named the child yet? And he said, well... No, we haven't had a chance to do so, Doc. Well, tell you what, I know what I'm going to name him for you. And he typed out these words, Miracle Boy. And can I tell you, Jude is our answer from God. Amen. On that sonogram, it, we still have it. It says, Miracle Boy. God gave us a precious son in the face of an impossible medical diagnosis. At some point... On the dark road, on that lonely road, we determined in our heart to elevate our eyes, to fix our eyes upon the Lord. We looked to the problem solver and not the problem around us and before us. We understood the problem was situational. It was temporary, but the problem solver would stand the test and would take a moment of time and do what only he can do as supernatural work. Amen. It's in that moment we believed that the source of our strength came from the Lord. Amen. 
2 Chronicles 20 and 15 declare that Jesus Christ is our strength, that God is the source of our strength. In chapter 20 of verse 15, it says, Listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Can I tell someone today that the battle does not belong to the enemy. The battle does not belong to us, but the battle is in the hand of the Lord. Oh, I hope that you can celebrate that for a moment. God was trying to tell Jehoshaphat, hey, I am with you. I am for you. And this is a passage that encourages us today. Look, the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord today. In fact, if you are God's child, then your problems have all of a sudden become his. His problems today and I believe this without a doubt that he is much better at fighting your battles and solving your problems than you or me could ever be amen our job is to trust the Lord our job is to trust him to work it out today perhaps the reason we have so many tired fatigued discouraged Christians is because we think it all rides on us it all depends on me. Let me encourage someone today. Let me challenge someone today. The day you resign as general manager of the universe, you're going to find out the universe is not going to fall apart, all right? It's time to resign. Tell someone, hey, it's time to resign as the GM of the universe. You can place your faith in the Lord today. Trust that God is able to run things without our fingers in the pie today. In this passage, twice we see the phrase, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. When you are facing a seemingly impossible situation, don't be afraid, my brother, don't be afraid, my sister, don't become discouraged. Has God ever lost a battle? No, he doesn't lose battles. God is telling Jehoshaphat, hey, Take your position and stand firm, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. What does it mean then to stand firm? It means to have a mental attitude of quiet confidence, a confidence that is placed in God's power. You stand firm on two things, the character of God, because God is faithful today. Amen. God is a faithful God. He did not bring you this far to leave you. He didn't bring us this far to allow us to drown. He's not going to bring you out on a limb and then cut that limb off. No, have faith in the power of God, in the nature of God. Have faith in the character of God. We are to stand firm also on the truth of God's word. God and his word, it is faithful today. Amen. You can count on the promises that we find in the Bible. There is no problem too big for Jesus to solve. Do you have a problem today? If so, we know the problem solver and he is in the house today. He's in your living room today. He's in your vehicle today. He's out of the four walls of the building today in the highways and byways designed to reach and 
compel people in our world to fill them with hope and fill them with godly peace today. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. When we trust the source of our strength and focus on the problem solver, then we can expect God's blessings. Amen. When we allow God into the mix of our situation and our circumstances, when we focus on the problem solver, that is the moment when we can expect God's blessing in our circumstance. When we elevate our gaze, when we elevate our eyes and lift our heads toward heaven, lift our heads to him, God is pleased. As a child of God, there are blessings promised to us in Scripture. The greatest blessing we can ever receive is to have our sins forgiven and our relationship with God restored. We can have our sins washed away in baptism. We can come to the Lord, repent of our sins, and He is faithful to forgive us of our sin. Amen. When we trust Him with our eternity and we know he's going to keep that promise amen he's going to be with us he will sustain us on this earth amen as his child had stopped it's time to stop living beneath our privilege today there are promises that we need to claim blessings that we need to expect there's god's love that we can freely experience today. And I believe there are miracles that we are about to experience. Amen. My faith is in the Lord. Supernatural work is about to unfold. Why? Because there are miracles and signs and wonders just on the verge of being released in our life, on the verge of being released into our family situations today, into our careers and into our finances as we begin to place God at the center of it all. Amen. 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 Why is that? Because he is our God. He is our loving father and he loves to bless his children. Amen. What kind of blessings? Well, he forgives me. He restores me. Amen. From my past today. Amen. He redeems my future today. He gives me favor with others and freedom from sin, freedom from bondage today. More importantly, God gives me a hope that it's not of this world, but it's certainly of the world to come. He gives me a future and a hope today, a hope in life that nothing can stop his plan for my life. Our destination then is no longer in question because every child of God has a home awaiting for them in heaven. When he saves us, he begins the process of making us more like him. He begins to mold us. He begins to chisel away at the rough edges as we continue to submit ourselves to him daily, as we die daily. Amen. He gives us a new hope, a new life in him. And he enables us to walk this life through the power of his spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. His spirit transforms our weaknesses and his spirit blesses us 
with a wonderful, abundant peace. We can expect God's blessings in our life as we are obedient to his word. Jesus is throwing out the lifeline today. He's modeling for us his love today so that we might put into practice to our fellow brothers and sisters the love that God has shown us. We're called to do the same to others. So today is your day. Today is your moment for the favor of God to be bestowed upon you. So let me ask this question. Are you tired of the status quo? Are you ready to elevate your gaze, to lift up your eyes and fix them upon Jesus Christ? I'm ready. Amen. I believe there's some people that are ready today to press forward and to receive all that the Lord has for me. Maybe today you find yourself doubting God. There's some self-doubt going on. Maybe you're not too sure if God will hear your prayers. Can I tell you this? It's time to lay down your heavy burden. It's time to lay down that heavy load that you've been carrying. Amen. Today is the day to turn it over to Jesus Christ. Amen. You need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive someone else and begin to press forward in the Lord. Can you trust in him today to be greater than anything that you are facing? Amen. It's time to turn it over to the Lord. It's time to turn our needs our concerns over to him. Amen. To lift up our eyes because our help is coming from the Lord. It's time to elevate our spiritual lives starting today. Amen. Jesus loves you. He loves you enough to not leave you the way he has found you. In fact, he laid down his life for you on Calvary so that our sins could be forgiven. He wants us to keep our focus upon him. Keep our focus for, to where we get our strength from where we get our hope from. Our hope, it comes from the Lord today. Our faith can be made whole in him. We're going to pray right now and let's receive the blessing and the promise of scripture that he is with us and that he is for us and he will not forsake us today. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus Christ right now, we surrender our all to you. We surrender it on the altar today. Our life, our thoughts, our actions. God, today we have fear. We have concerns. We have problems, situations that are beyond our control. But you are the problem solver. And so today we will learn to lean upon you. Learn to trust in your divine providence for our life. Forgive us, God, of pride. Forgive us, God, of worry and arrogance. Forgive us, God, of hurt that we've held on to. Let it be released to you right now. We release it to heaven. We release it to you. We surrender it on the Calvary's cross today. Do what only you can do in us. Walk with us right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen, amen. Jesus Christ is for you and Jesus is with you. If you surrender your life to the Lord, amen, I believe God's got greater things for your life. Would you let 
let us know. Would you go to our website? Would you put it in the comments right now? Hey, I gave my life to Jesus. Or if you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, would you fill out a connect card online? Would you type it in the comments right now and say, hey, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of my sins. Or maybe you want a Bible study. Would you let us know? I believe God has got more for you. God is going to do greater things in your life in the coming moments right now. Can we elevate our eyes, fix our eyes upon the Lord right now? Because He is the one in which we can turn to. Amen. Our help comes from the Lord because He has made heaven and earth. Let's begin to celebrate that together. Let's begin to elevate Him right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.